welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my fiancé to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now, and then we talk about them. I am the fiancé. And I'm Drew. Or am I the fiancé? I feel like this one's going to have, like, mistaken identity. Okay. Like, you know. Because Starkid are great. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, I... I know this one is a mix of Starship Troopers and, and The Little Mermaid. Yes. And also, well, it's coined as Avenue Q meets The Little Mermaid. Cool. Now, Starship Troopers mm-hmm. is all about aliens and they're like weird insect aliens. I have not seen that. I've seen like images, but like I've never seen it. I wonder how much of that I would watch and be like, oh, no, that's exactly the same but i wonder you know like the thing how mm-hmm. the thing makes you look like someone else do the bugs try and do that no but that's also not how the thing works yeah it is the thing the thing can take the form of somebody else the only yes. thing it can't create is metal yeah but that's what i mean is it makes you think it's someone else yeah so like i could be the thing but right. you wouldn't know you'd have no idea so like will one of the bug alien things in this pretend to be something so like mistaken identity sure in the same way obviously the little mermaid she stops being a mermaid mm-hmm. and becomes a human yeah and ursula does the same so are the bugs going to become humans because they want to be part of our world oh man my theory on mistaken identity there we go that's why i think Cool. <laughs> sure. I'm not saying anything. I don't want to spoil anything for you. I I mean, Starkid have a good track record of adapting things I enjoy and finding a new spin to put on it. Mm. And most... this is arguably the most underrated one. This is their fourth feature. I remember we looked at it last night because I was like, oh, hey, Jeff Blim. And you were like, no, mm-hmm. no Jeff Blim. So does that mean Darren Chris is in this one? Darren Chris is not in this. He was supposed to be in this, and then he got cast on Glee. And you can't really say no to Glee. It's like, oh, sorry, Glee. I, I'm actually in a show called Starship. Yeah. It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. But is Darren Chris's DNA in this? Yeah, Darren Chris is credited for the music for this. Cool. So that must be quite difficult for him. Like, if he's credited, he clearly wrote something and had to leave the project. Mm-hmm. So, if it's their fourth feature, yep. they must have done Potter 1, mm-hmm. Potter 2, mm-hmm. something else this. Do you... I mean, is it the things pre-Harry Potter? Are they included? Nope. So what was the one gap I have... Oh, it's the one that I can't say on here. Because it's spoilers? No, because it's me and my... Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. Me PG and my pod- Richard. Me and my PG podcast. <laughs> me and my Richard. Yes. <laughs> okay. So this is going to have a lot of the Star Kids that I really like mm-hmm. from Twisted. Yes. So you're going to have Joe Walker. You're going to have Lauren Lopez. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Joey Richter. Mm-hmm. And you were sad last time because there wasn't as much Joey Richter well, as There you would was like. no Joey Richter. Yeah, because he was such a ba- background character in Oregon. 
and yeah, then he wasn't fine. being twisted. I, I, I liked him. Actually, I think he did the perfect thing in Oregon. Like, yes, he's a background character, but he's so many characters. Plus, he's the Bandit King. Mm-hmm. Um, Is Jamie Lynn Betty in this one? Mm-hmm. Cool. I like Jamie Lynn Betty. So we have... In order of... Uh, and Jafar's in this one, but I can't remember his name. It's like... Dylan it, Saunders. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan he's Saunders. great. He's really... And he's somebody that... The joke wore thin at times with Dumbledore, just because, like... I, I've said it before. I like the Potter trilogy, mm. but I think it's very much what you'd expect of people having that much control, but they need to mature, right? Yeah. And Jafar and Twisted was great, and mm-hmm. it showed that maturity fantastically. Yeah. So in this one we have, obviously, the ones you've already said, but then we also get Julia Alban, who has been in a previous one, Brian Holden, who's been in previous, Nick Lang, who's yep. one of the creators, yeah, Joe Moses, Jim Pavillo, who is continues to be amazing. Are they... It's all your fault, Jafar. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I liked them. They were really, really good. Mm-hmm. But then we get a couple of uh, debuts. So we've got Bronk Cox, who you might recognise. I can't okay. remember whether you will or not. Denise Donovan, who I think you will recognise. Bob Joles, and then Meredith Stepien, who in Twisted was Shahrazad. Cool. So this is pre-Jasmine as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So the thing with Twisted that I really liked was obviously the blend of Wicked and Aladdin. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really, really clever. Now, I think I'm going to say going into this, I don't expect Starship to be as good. As Twisted? Yes. Okay. Because they're following the same formula. You know what I mean? That like they're taking... Disney property and putting it with unlikely source mm-hmm. and put putting the two together. And I think this will be good, but Twisted will do it better because yeah. Twisted has the benefit of hindsight. Not necessarily because of the casting, just I think they'll be like, oh yeah, this really worked, but I wish we could undo this about Starship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think Starship is a big deal for them as a show. Yeah. Because they had the Starship tour, which was like their 10th anniversary tour. Mm-hmm. Which was Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so Starship is one, and obviously they're Star Kid. So it feels like one that's a big deal for them, like as a yeah milestone. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting really big things from it. Will I enjoy it the same way as I've enjoyed the more recent Star Kid we've watched? I don't know. Yeah. Big... I I will. <laughs> well, this is the thing is, I think for me, I attribute a lot of their success with Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals, with Trout to Aragon, with Twisted. Yeah. Obviously, they're an ensemble. But I really like Jeff Blim. And if you look at Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals, and if you look at Trout to Aragon, he wrote them. Yeah. And... One of my favourite things about Twisted, obviously it was great to see some of the Starkids I hadn't seen in a long time back. Mm. But again, was his Aladdin. Yeah, his Aladdin's so funny. But I do like a lot of the other performers we're going to have in this one. So I don't know how much his absence is going to Mm -hmm. affect me. 
You know, I definitely feel like my favourite star kids feature him in them. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to go back pre-Jeff Blim. Mm. I've still got a lot of other star kids I really like, so I should be okay. But I think I'm interested for that manner. Yeah. So Starship was written by Matt and Nick Lang, who are credited on everything, with Brian Holden and Joe Walker. Joe Walker is credited as having the idea for this. He wanted to make a parody of Starship Troopers and he pitched it to Darren Chris, who wrote the music and the lyrics. However, Darren Chris wrote the music and lyrics while he was in LA filming Glee. Wow. And they then cast Joey Richter, who was in his last semester of university. Oh, he was cast for Glee at this time? No, Joey Richter was cast for Starship. Oh, okay. While he was in his last year of university in Michigan. Yeah. However, this is in Chicago. So they had to make a... Because Starkid at that time had become a production company. Yes. They made a deal with you, Mitch, so that he could graduate on time, but still uh, commute to Chicago. Jeez. To go and do his uh, university stuff and rehearse. At the same time. That's crazy. And he graduated on the day of the YouTube release of this film. Do you think they did that deliberately? Maybe that would be pretty funny. (laughs) But yeah. And then they released the cast recording. So it was all released on April 30th, 2011. Okay, cool. And also, it got actual critical reception in Time Out Chicago and the Chicago Tribune where they said it was very funny, big and bold, and full of infectious charm, which is really cool. I feel like the Little Mermaid references for this are going to be, like, the the B stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is Starship Troopers first and foremost, but especially because, like, so early on, are they really going to try and, like, annoy Disney? Well, so hilariously, my TikTok the other day came up the video that they released after a very potter musical went viral which is darren chris and a bunch of the others that are there singing about how they're just fans and they don't want to be sued please and yeah. it's really cute but like at the same time they were at one point in danger of actually getting sued mm. oh, oh exactly and i feel like this is their first time that they could be doing something that really did get the wrath of one company Mm-hmm. You know, did they really want the mouse to come down on them? Yeah. So I feel like... It's it's dissimilar enough to get away with it. And also, by this point, the laws around parody online are a lot stronger. So... But as a production company still quite in their infancy, I think this is why Twisted will do things more so. Because they'll be a little bit braver and bolder and know what they can and can't get away with in, you know, parody law. Mm-hmm. Whereas this might play it safe at times. Yeah. Obviously, Chicago, not eligible for a lot of things, but reception, obviously, the Chicago Tribune and uh, Time Out Chicago had praise for it. Did it gain any any more positive traction? Well, it did really well online. They released and got into the top 200 Billboard tracks. Cool. Which is amazing. Yeah. For a little... I say little. I know how big the Starkid community is, but... For a relatively small online musical, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's pretty small. And the fact that they got onto the Billboard charts is amazing. That was all through the power of the fans. But they also, 
because there are a lot of fans that were donating to the making of the show, they released a little thing called Starship Requiem. Yeah. That was just for the people who had donated to the project. Like and a that, Kickstarter thing. Yeah, it was really cute. But yeah, people loved this. However, it fell kind of by the wayside in the fandom. Not to say that people don't like it, but there are just more ones that people like better. Yeah, so kind of onto my point there of like Twisted or other things, that this is a really important show that actually would we have Starkid exactly. today if not for this show. Mm-hmm. But like in the same way, people don't kind of value it the way they should because there are other shows that just take preference it is very very difficult because there are so many amazing star kid shows and especially when you consider like pre-pandemic they were putting out one a year sometimes two mm-hmm. you know and that's very quickly you're going to add more like if you look at other musical personality cvs like andrew lloyd webber between school of rock and cinderella hadn't a hadn't a new musical mm-hmm and that's 2013 to 2021. That's a long time. And they are putting out new content very, very uh, regularly. Yeah. So there is a chance that something you're going to have, like, be really popular now, is going to be forgotten about in a few years because there'll be three amazing new shows. Mm-hmm. And an amazing new performer like Jeff Blim. Yeah. Well, Starship won the Best New Work Award in the Broadway World Chicago Awards. Wow. Which is cool, because everything tries in Chicago before... Most things try in Chicago before they go to Broadway. So they have a big theatre community. But it premiered February 11th to the 23rd in Chicago and had sold-out screenings, like cinema screenings, in Chicago, LA, and New York, so the fans could come watch it. Yeah. Were they, like, live, like... People... I know, it's film screenings. Oh, cool. Um, and then the musical went up on YouTube in April. That's amazing. That yeah. really is amazing. Starkid always, always, um, like, inspire me, you know, mm-hmm. that they've built this this whole brand so successfully. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch this one. Where does it rank for you? This is one of my favourite ones. I literally said to you as we were coming home in the car today, I was like, I'm really excited to watch this. I'm really excited. I feel an energy that can only come from a Star Kid musical, mm-hmm. you know, like But I like all of them. Probably about the same for all of them, but this one is one of the ones that I really remember when I was a kid, because that's when it came out. Yeah. Um being like, Oh, this is such a good show. I mean my brother would sing all the songs and like quote the lines all the time. And I'm sure my mum knows this whole musical just in quotes. We can't have many more Star Kids left to cover. We've got me and my Richard. Yeah. We've got Holy Musical Batman, which really we should have done this week because like it's Batman Day. Batman on... Day on the eighteenth, yeah. but you know, next year. We've got uh Black Friday. hmm We've got Annie. Which we're not going to do. I hate Annie. Okay, but that's... It's the only one that I'm like, that one sucked. So we've got four at least to do. You're missing a couple. How many am I missing? Do you want me to just read you the whole list? Not the whole list, just the ones I'm missing. So you're missing Firebringer, which is incredible. Yeah. And then they have some of their online shows that then got released. So we've got 
Nightmare Time, which is directly related to the Hatchetfield yep. universe, which at some point we will watch. Um, and then a VHS Christmas Carol, which we might yeah. do so on Christmas Gun Time. Seven shows, but like five mainline shows. It's going to be a shame once they're gone. Like it's why I like pacing out Starkid because I don't want to have yeah you know, more Starkid. But well, you never know. Nerdy prudes might must die. Might get released soon. Yeah. Well, we definitely. I think when when we inevitably finish all the Starkid, we'll have to do like a bonus episode dedicated just there and then maybe we have to rank them yeah you know do the impossible but just talk about like our favorite memories mm-hmm. okay so i think it's time that we get aboard our starship yes indeed be part of bug world mm-hmm. part of bug world yep do you think i'm gonna like this one i think so i hope so like I think the thing is, more so than anyone else we've watched, Starkid have expectations attached to them now. So, you mm. know, that they've been pretty consistently, like, winners. Yeah. So we're looking at this one going into it like, well, you like these. Will this be the exception to the rule or not? I don't think so. Cool. But we will be back after intermission. Mm-hmm. Hopefully... It will still be me and not an imposter bug. Yes. You will find out very, very shortly. Yeah. When we are back after the intermission to kick it up a notch. You gotta kick it up a notch. If you're ever gonna reach your goal, you can't sit around and watch. Your destiny is in your control. Go ahead and kick it up a notch. If your life is at a level too low, there's no attempt that you can botch. When all you gotta do is just give it a go, but then again, what do I know? What I see right there is a prisoner who's sitting on top of the key. So kick it up a notch if you ever want to be free. And we are back. We have visited Bugworld. Yes, we've been where no man, woman, or data dog has been before. Ruff. <laughs> Sorry, K90X. <laughs> That's one of my favourite jokes. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely has that charm to it as some of the more, like, uh, zany and just random bits of Starkid humour, which is nice. Yeah. But that's one of my favourites because of where it comes back later. Yes, yeah, 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 but, yeah. yeah. It's one of those innocuous jokes you don't think means anything until it gets referred to later, which mm. is really clever. Yeah. This is a really cute show. It is. I'm surprised at the sheer lack of music to it at times, though. Like, how long we go without having it makes, a sequence. I think it makes sense because we know that Dan Chris was writing the music on the set of Glee. Well, this is it. And certainly, had he been more involved and less committed... I feel like there would be more there songs. There would be more songs. 
But it does feel like the show is missing something at times. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing they're missing is... More songs. Music. Well, if you think about, like, Twisted is just song after song after song. Yeah. Basically all the way through, which is what we like in musicals. Yeah. We like musicals that have a lot of song content to them. Yeah. Personally, I draw the line at singing the whole thing. I make a special exception for Phantom specific reasons yeah it's nice on occasion like that's mm. uh that's a treat musical you know like you go out to dinner and you can go out somewhere really nice but that's mm. a treat you get like fast food which is a once in a while it's not nothing special but like hey it's perfectly serviceable for what it is right mm-hmm. then you get something like gourmet burger kitchen or wagamama's which is nice and you could have that sort of takeaway every night because mm-hmm. it's not a big occasion but it feels classy it's like a step up and then you get places that are just like you go there once in a while because a they're really expensive and it's great but you wouldn't want to eat that every day <laughs> funnily that is how i feel about gbk but like well you know but you know what i mean like yeah i do you you get very big if you ate gbk all the time but mm. phantom and those sort of musicals where you sing all the way through on that they are a treat they are an occasion you know yeah and and there are some exceptions where you could watch that all the time, mm-hmm. but this feels very much like a, you know, it's it's the right choice to have song, gap song gap song. I think the thing with this one is that I've enjoyed it, but I don't know if this is a star kid I necessarily want to revisit. Mm. Like. And we'll talk about it as we go through. There are some really great things. I'm so glad I've seen this. But really interestingly, what you said before we started watching about this being a sort of in-between musical yeah. between a very Potter musical, which went overboard at times, yeah. and Twisted, which for you was like, and Trails of Oregon, which are the like, they figured out the sweet spot yeah. musicals. So this falls exactly where you thought it was going to. Right, exactly. And and also you can see the genesis of a lot of what is going to become Twisted. Yes. However, there's a lot of it that kind of... I don't know why it doesn't land. I yeah. don't know what it is about it. Because there are some fantastic performances here. Some of the jokes are really Starkid specific. Yes. And by which I mean like Starkid fan specific. Yeah. At this point, they knew who their audience were. They knew who they were making these jokes yeah. for. But there's, I don't want to undermine this show because there's a lot of fantastic things to this. And, you know, like you said, this was Avenue Q for them. And I, the fact I didn't pick up on like, oh, there's going to be puppets. Yeah, you didn't say anything about no, I, that. I thought you just meant is like humour, mm-hmm. as in like darker humour, but... There is some really amazing set pieces in this, but I just think there's moments that go on too long and become a little bit self-indulgent at times. Mm-hmm. But the cast are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The story's great. It just hasn't got that spark of something I would necessarily put as a priority to re-watch. Like, it's, I've had to fight the instinct to re-watch Twisted. Because, you know, like, that's that for me feels like that could be a real comfort thing when I'm down and I just need something. Yeah, as a I will rewatch Twisted with you. But you know what I mean? I don't want to overdo it. But yeah. that soundtrack, I've played a lot. And Trail yeah, to Oregon. Yeah, it comes on a lot. Yeah, and Trail to Oregon. Like, I love that soundtrack and I love that moment. I don't know if there's anything in this I would add and have the same kind of fun with in the car when we're driving, you know? 
I would. I know oh, exactly. There are songs I would add to this, but like I don't feel that they'll have the same impact in a month that Trail to Oregon and Twisted had. Yeah. I feel like there's one song in particular that I'm going to be like, you have to add this to your playlist. This will be and interesting you're going to be like, talk about. No. <laughs> uh, this will be interesting to talk about best song and skip song. Mm-hmm. So I really like, we have a sci-fi overture. It's not an official yeah. song, but the sci-fi overture is great. And I love that we start with like a really cheesy recruitment video. And we also have like captain's log. And we just, we see a little bit of what's happened with this, this ship that's crashed. Mm-hmm. The graphics are great because they look so bad. But if like, you know what I mean? Like this is the future. So it should feel very advanced, but it's like, it's fun it because doesn't. yeah, it, yeah, it's fun because it isn't like, and I like that. In the way that like original Star Trek yeah. was supposed to be so advanced, but when you watch it now, you're like, oh god. <laughs> and even like original Star Wars, if you watch them like pre-CGI edits, yeah. like they don't age that well. However, the pre-CGI edits are better. Oh, a hundred percent. But I will there's, fight but there's for a charm. non-CGI Yoda. Yeah, there's a charm to it. And it's the same thing that like you have with a little shop of horrors where there's a charm to like this kind of B movie esque feature. Mm. I liked it, and you get enough of like this story that's going on that the there's a crash and they've landed on this horrible world when this weird alien has killed most of the people. And like you say, we get the uh, whether you are a male, female, or canine. Yep. You know, like you get that joke, and it's a really nice opening. We're not seeing the whole video, and I wondered. Because it's very smooth. I wondered, is this something that's just for the addition of uh, of YouTube? Nope. Or is this something that we get on stage? And we do, because there's a really nice backdrop. And the edit on the, I say pro shot, but on the YouTube shot, I guess that is... We zoom out. We zoom out, the... and it's really smooth yeah. and crisp. I like that. I like an idea. It's not something you see a lot in musical theatre, where... Mm-hmm we start with something on a screen and watch it before you come in. Like, I love that as a feature. I think it's a really, really cool idea. Yeah. And then we meet our protagonist. Bug. Bug. And he is a puppet. And that puppet looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Wow. One of my favourite things with this is they try to stay pretty close to the puppet's faces whenever something's happening because... While obviously it's Jerry Richter puppeteering, it's nice to be looking at the puppet. There are some nice moments though where we well, go see against his face that. As well, yeah, and and but I think they it's the perfect thing they do with the puppet going forward as well. Like the lovely focus, but also what's going to happen later on is really cool. And I've never seen puppets do anything like that before. With and it is very very cool. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about that moment when we get there. Yeah, but. Yeah, there's a, there's a, it's like with Olaf. Mm. Me and you are both looking at Craig Gallivan, but that's because we are people that notice details. Like whether we were going to record a podcast on Frozen or not, mm-hmm. we are the sort of people that we would be looking for that anyway. Yeah. In the same way with this, we're looking at Bug, but we are looking at Jerry Richter, but it's so smooth and so crisp. Yeah. One of my favourite things we get in the opening is the Galactic League of Extraterrestrial Exploration logo, yeah. which is a fist around the world. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to look... It's not supposed to look like that. It's supposed to look like the fist is 
holding a globe. Yeah. Like if you had a physical globe in front of you. But the harder you look at it, the more you can see the hand. Which I guess kind of works as well. Yeah. Like it's... There's a more sinister tone to this, which I quite exactly. like. Exactly. Um, and I of... love that they are, everybody just calls them the Galactic League of Extraterrestrial Exploration yeah. the whole time until we get to the punchline for that joke. Yeah, right. That's great. definitely I been added that. in, hasn't it? 100%. Like, with some context. Yep. Um, so we learn that Bug wants to be a space ranger. He wants, he wants to, be... to be a starship trooper. He wants to be <laughs> part of their world yes he does and we then meet roach i love roach oh roach my god is great and i love the bit where like bug shoots him it's like oh. can, can you at least have the decency to pretend to die and he's yeah. like oh, fine yeah there's a really nice relationship <laughs> i like it when in shows you can get an instant bond between these characters like so quickly mm-hmm. you get this weird history between them you've only just met them but with this, there's a real charm to it that you just, you feel like you've known them forever. Mm-hmm. And it's very weird considering they are bugs. Yeah, and it's cute. And we learned that today is the day that Bug gets a job. He would rather find his passion and not be told by the Overqueen what his position will be. Yep. But unfortunately, he is a cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. And he must do as he's told for the greater good. The greater good. Yes. (laughs) The need of the many bugs is greater than the need of the few bugs or the one bug. Yeah. Which I will. Which I guess is the difficulty of being in a colony, isn't it? That you are like a very, very small, insignificant speck. Yep. We've all seen that movie. Yep. Ants and Bugs Life. Mm. Which I feel like the puppet design is definitely referencing. Like some of them look like Flick. Yeah, for sure. More so than Ants. But like there's... Ants is so almost grotesque in their designs and i kind of love it but it's also pretty scary i think the thing with ants is though the animation is definitely designed so that he looks like sylvester stallone he looks like woody allen he you know she looks like jennifer lopez they are designed to look like ant versions of their humans well it's also designed so that if you sent somebody to go and buy bug's life for you they would pick that up thinking it was bug's life but is weirdly the better film no, that is not true. Bugs Life is the better film. I really like Bugs Life, but I feel like, I don't know. Bugs Life is a better film. It feels like more people would argue with that point. And I used to, but I don't think Ants has aged as well as a Bugs Life. No, because you've got that girl character that spends the entire time being like, I'm not like those other ant girls. I'm too cool to be like them. Yeah. I'm cool. I go out and fight for what I want. And you're just like, it's fine to be like other girls. Yeah. Like we've aged past this. Yeah. I don't if know. anything, it would be more up to date if it did that. I also think some of the animation in Ants, to get on a complete so tangent, glitchy. has not aged as well as Bugs Life. That there's not the precision to it no. that Pixar would have put in. I don't know. Once upon a time, I might have been one that would argue that Bugs Life is the weakest Pixar until Cars. And the ants was better. How dare you love cars? <laughs> Have you seen Life cars two and three? Highway. I don't need to. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So Yee-haw. anyway. <laughs> I really love that as they travel, we get all the 2D bugs that you know. I love the 2D bugs, yeah. I think it's hilarious because you're almost expecting all of these bug puppets to have some kind of intricacy and then they just come out as like 2D cardboard cutouts. Hmm. Not cardboard, obviously, like there is more professionalism to them, but that's quite nice that they 
are not the same quality as bug and roach yeah and they're really nicely designed yeah too. they do they they have that uh 2d uh disney storybook vibe to them mm-hmm. we have a range of different jobs we already meet some mammal wranglers yep <laughs> here's a tip i love that guy <laughs> i called him teacher bug yeah, he's great. I don't know his name. He's like Mr. Bug or something in the end. Yeah, he's like six days older than everyone else, which yeah. I love. Well, he's not six days older. He's like eight, like, because he's like, in the six days I've been alive. Yeah. But, like, has Bug only been alive three days? It can't be. Like, Bug has to be brand new. Yeah, but it's amazing the weird concept of time because he's like, he's memorized this video in all his life. Yep. And learn human. Yeah, from very, very quickly. It. So maybe he spent three days doing it. Who knows? Mm. Well, we know that ants are smart. Yeah. What I like is that very quickly we get a sense that Jerry Richter has been paired with Lauren Lopez. Yeah. Because we meet Bugette, which is a great name. And I love the idea that early on you are led to believe that the romance will blossom between Bug and Bugette because they have like... Best friend chemistry. But like matching names. Yeah. And it's Joey Richter and Lauren Lopez mm-hmm. and all, you know, like you, you feel like... He's kind of awkward around He's kind her. of awkward. Yeah. He's like, but I don't want that. I don't want her to, to you know, to decapitate me and let, let her, her larvae her devour, devour my me. Body. But you feel like he'll come round to it by the end of it. Yeah. Because like he will learn eventually to be part of his own world. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really interesting because they set it up. Uh, the puppet design for Bugette again is great. She's a <laughs> caterpillar. My favourite thing is that her laugh is like her going... Yeah, (laughs) it's so good. You make me laugh and laugh. (laughs) She's so good. I love Bugette. Yeah, Roach is jealous because he's ladybug crazy, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't understand why Bug would not respond to Bugette. It's like, come on, she's throwing herself at you. That's the Mm -hmm. dream, man. And Bug's like, no, no, that's not my dream. Yeah, I want much more than this provincial provincial life. life. The mosquitoes are great, but Sweetheart is my favourite. The Mosquito Brothers, which I love. It's yeah. so newsies with their design. Oh, yeah, like... 100%. But I think I always love that kind of like subversion type thing where you're like, and here's Sweetheart, our sister. Hey. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, because like if the Mosquito Brothers are the ones with the really high-pitched voices, then the Mosquito Sister is going to have the lower voice. Yeah, and I just think that's a that's funny, funny joke, yeah. you know. Yeah. There's a great line, as they leave, which I believe is said by uh, Jamie Limbetti's Mosquito. Mm -hmm. Let's go bust open a cocoon and try to spy on a butterfly whilst they're naked. Oh, yeah. So Jamie Limbetti is Nito Mosquito. (laughs) And Vito Mosquito is Brian Holden, who also plays Junior in this. But then we have our favourite, Jim Povolo. They is, are fantastic. Yeah, who's playing Sweetheart the Mosquito. <laughs> we love them. We love yeah. them so much. Yeah, they do a fantastic like, job. It's like the same work that they did with, is it Goyle? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Then the same. Who dares disturb my slumber? Right? So they bring that same, like trollish energy yeah. that they have for Goyle. They're like definitely one of the more underrated star kids. Yeah, but in the same way that one of the best jokes in all of Twisted comes from them, mm-hmm. how often have we used, it's all your fault, Jafar? Yeah. Like, 
there's a lot of great jokes, but mm-hmm. they have a small moment in Twisted. It's like maximizing your minutes. Yeah, absolutely. They do so much with so little compared to others. Mm-hmm. And yet we come away thinking more about them than sometimes we do. Anybody else. Anybody else. Yeah. And that speaks volumes to how good they are as a performer. Mm-hmm. So. Interestingly, on that topic, I watched a movie review of The Shallows mm-hmm. the other day. And apparently the seagull is the best actor in that movie, even though it's just the seagull and whatever Ryan Reynolds' wife is called. Blake Lively? Yeah, Blake Lively. Or Blake Lively, I don't know. The movie is just her. Yeah. She's like the only person in it for the majority of the film. And she's stuck on a rock while a shark's trying to eat her with a seagull. Oh, that's such an old film. I know exactly the one you mean. Yeah, Yeah. but apparently the seagull's the best character and all anybody talks about this film is the seagull. Which is like, incredible. Scuttle needed a good follow-up to Little Mermaid. Mm. And there's a reason why we didn't see Scuttle in anything until The Shadows. Yeah. Because Scuttle is such a perfectionist and Mm. knew it had to be the right role. Supposedly it's a real seagull as well. It's not a CGI seagull. So, uh, we finally get to meet the Overqueen, mm. and they are both beautiful and terrible. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Um, is this also Jim Povolo? <laughs> yeah, it is. I did wonder if it was their voice. Yeah, it is. So, you know how in Twisted we get like, you know, uh, take off your clothes and it's shining something metallic and, and a little bit phallic. phallic. Now... Phallic, obviously, we know what that means. We're a PG podcast. We won't go too much into it. But I don't know if there is a term to describe something that looks like the Overqueen does. Vaginal. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there is a uh, counter term to phallic. I really really think it's just going to be vaginal. I think it's going to just be there is a vaginal quality. But I don't know. (laughs) So by ancient Greek and Latin standards, uh, it's clitoral. Clitoral. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with clitoral. There is a real clitoral quality to the Overqueen, isn't there? Or yonic. Or a yonic quality then. Mm. We are the podcast that educates. Mm. I'm now like deep diving into this because that's actually really interesting. It is, isn't it? Because phallic, I feel like, is a big term that a lot of people know. But there, is, I mean, the fact that I studied film and phallic cropped up quite a lot. Yeah. And I never learnt clitoral, if that's the word we're going for. I've already forgotten the other one. Nobody can tell me why, though. So... The Overqueen, again, is a 2D feature with some curtains in the middle, but is very uh, clitoral. Yes. Great design. Uh, Considering the Overqueen's job is to assign jobs and I assume uh, reproduce. Yeah, which is what Roach's job becomes. Yeah, so Roach becomes impregnator and he is overjoyed at the job. Yeah, so the Overqueen's job is to create eggs, which then get implanted into other creatures. Yes, by the mammal. So the mammal wranglers will wrangle mammals, and yeah. then the egg planters will implant the eggs in the mammals that have been wrangled. And you then the larva the... get carried around by a bug Yes. until they can grow big enough. Yep, and you also then have the impregnators, who obviously start, but then you have nutrients. And some yeah. bugs lot in life 
is simply to be eaten、mm-hmm. there and then, which is slightly horrific. Yeah, that she is eating her young. I want to be nutrition. Yeah, yeah there's it, one of them that's like it's their whole life's work. Is that I just wanted to be nutrition, and、yeah. I'm instead a mammal wrangler, and I don't、mm. know what to do. It is weird. I wonder if that's more of a self-preservation thing, considering what we'll learn later. That the Overqueen recognizes potential threats and doesn't and really、them. need nutrition, but does under the basis of I will claim their nutrition, so they do not run the risk of overthrowing me. Yeah, especially if you get somebody that really wants to do that job. Because、yeah. then you're likely to get like, if you say no, they're probably going to be mad at you. Yeah, and it's easier just to eat them exactly and not have that problem. Yeah, bug gets egg- <laughs> weird. The humans don't work this way. <laughs> bug gets the coveted position of、uh, egg planter and is not happy, but、mm-hmm. off to work. And I like that we then get. A starship appears, and I thought it was going to be like a weird Star Wars esque droid, you know, like at the opening to、uh, Empire Strikes Back, and you、yeah. get the the droid that comes down the beep beep. Yeah, but in this, it's wop 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 wop, and it isn't because it's a it's an escape pod or a you know a. It's like a delivery pod, like it takes you from A to B. I'm sure there's a name for it. Yeah, they have a name for it, but I completely. It's like when you're in a, a ship. And you get in the little dinghy so to like go to shore, like a dispatch or something. Yeah. So, my least, I don't like a lot of the human characters in this. This is your least favorite character. Um, it's on par with Specs and whoever Snape plays. His name is Crayonder. Right. But it's I, spelled K R A Y O N D E R. And I think、Crayonder. that's a big thing that I really. That really impacts my ability to like this one. Usually, the Starkid shows we've watched have a phenomenal ensemble,、mm. and every character feels great. Yeah, like Jim Povolo. Yeah, they did so much with the guard character、mm-hmm. that it didn't matter. Whenever they came on stage, I knew I was going to like what was going on. Right.、Mm-hmm. And they are not a main character; they're not important. But I, I, I liked them in the same way that you know,、um, guy who didn't like musicals. I really felt sad when some of the characters died. Yeah. With this, I didn't care about those three characters. February annoyed me, and I think the joke wore thin、mm-hmm. on the whole ditzy blonde character. Yeah, specs. Just I couldn't understand what they were saying most of the time, so it, it was like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, which is really funny because Julia Alburn, who plays Specs, is a really talented star kid, and she's played some of the best characters in Holy Musical Batman. People love、which、her. In that. I don't have the, the 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 ability to comment on yet. Yeah, but she's Vicky Vale and then Zatanna. Cool. And then she was Crab in a very Potter musical and sequel. Yeah, which again is such a throwaway role, but great. But great. And then this, and this feels like. So are those the only three Starkage or four Starkages she's done? Yes, but she then directed Firebringer and also has worked a lot behind the scenes on、cool. other Starkage shows. So the fact that she directed Firebringer, which is one of my favorite Starkage、yeah. shows. And it's so good, and this—it's like such a female-empowered、yeah. show. 
this Spe- feels like a weird role it really for her. does specs just doesn't work at all snape i've already forgotten is it crayonda crayonda um you didn't like him as snape no i did like snape but i felt like sometimes again it went I on need, too much. yeah i need to rewatch, and i i will forgive the potter trilogy it's them in their origins and like obviously they are university students and as a teacher i can tell you that when you let students devise their own things Mm -hmm. it always is very um self i can't think of the word now but like there's all these little in jokes and everything that they think is funny and doesn't always land and you have to say to him it's like that doesn't work Mm. he's just passed the bar Nice. I know, right? That's incredible. But I liked Snape. I just felt like sometimes a lot of the gurning was was too much. In the same way, I love Lauren Lopez, but sometimes the whole Draco Malfoy rolling on the floor, I remember, grated on me. Mm. But these two characters, oh, I mean, all three of them just feel like really bad stereotypes that never go further beyond what they actually could be. But I think that's completely on par with what they're they, parodying. Yeah, but then in the same way, like Tootsie Noodles grows and has some depth as a character Hmm. up grows and has some depth as a character even taz kind of goes somewhere yeah and they do start very much as these stereotypes so why can't these three Hmm. you know so yeah we meet officer february and she wants to be you know she wants to colonize i love february (laughs) but only because i would love to play february in the same way that i would love to play uh, one of the Delta News in yeah. a, a Legally Blonde. Perhaps it is just that type of character, like frat yeah, girl character. That... I know that you're not into it, but I love her. <laughs> so she gets down on the planet and she's like scanning this area and then she goes, she's talking to her mission log. And yeah. She's like, I will now remove my helmet. Mission update. I am super ahead of schedule. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. That I liked. I thought that was really, really good. And the way she says that she's the science officer. And everybody from that point on says science. But I just think, again, there's times where, like, the joke with her goes on. Mm. And I wonder that maybe it's because, like, scenes like this bit go on too long. Yeah. And in a conventional musical, probably would have been a musical sequence. Yeah. You know, if we'd had a Discovery song here where she's like, I'm the first person to touch down. You know, mm-hmm. there could be more to it. And if you had this nice sad moment, it's like my parents always said I would never amount to much, but just look at me well, especially now. Especially because she has that Disney princess moment with all the cute little animals because we meet Pikachu or yeah. Space Pikachu. Is, who is I that actually love. what it's supposed to be? Space Pikachu. It's just Space Pikachu, isn't yeah. it? Because when it arrives, it's Lauren Lopez and it goes, Pikachu. Yeah, it was funny. I liked that bit. Um, yeah. I just, I get the idea that she wants to prove she's smart enough, but the joke, the joke is she is just ditzy and there is nothing smart to her. And I love it. Yeah. I How just... rarely do we get a female character who's like this, though, who does get to be kind of a hero and also gets the guy at the end? Yeah. Which... She'd be dead in any other No, and that genre. is true. I just, do you know what I think it is more so than anything is I think it's the performance. Okay. You know? I don't care. I like her. <laughs> Like, I just, there's something about it that doesn't land for me. And it's maybe worse than Specs and Snape because February shows up a lot more. Mm. And it becomes a lot more noticeable. But 
Yeah. You know, it it, it wasn't a it, it wasn't a character I liked, and it made it difficult to like invest in the rest of it. Yeah. The mosquitoes. Oh, I like this bit. So, one of the mosquito brothers starts sucking on February. And I like the way that you have like a little balloon blowing up in the background. Yeah, it has a, blood they pouch. have pumps in them that they have to hand pump them up. And occasionally, just in the sound editing, you can hear the like... Yeah, but I liked that. That I thought was funny. funny. Yeah. I wouldn't want to cut that. I would want that sound to be more noticeable. It's like the Monty Python with the coconuts. It's mm-hmm. funnier for it. You get rid of the sound, it's not as funny. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty certain when I listen to Best Film I Ever Cover It, perhaps I just misremembered what I listened but apparently they wanted to have like horse noises superimposed over that sequence and it wouldn't be funny. It's funnier for hearing the coconuts, I think. Okay. But that's just me. Joe Walker finally shows up, but not in his main role. Yeah, instead he's the sort of meek. I like Koi Bug. That's what I yeah. dubbed him, Koi Bug. And that was funny. So he's going to be a uh, mammal wrangler. It's his first day. We have Teacher Bug being like, oh, it's your first day, eh? Like, think Captain America in Spider-Man Homecoming. So you want to be a mammal wrangler. (laughs) So you're in detention. Like, also your body's changing and you don't know what to do. Like, that's what I really liked. It was like PSA teacher mode. And it was great. Yeah. And eventually, uh, so that they've spied February and they're like, there you go. There's one. So all you got to do is slime it. And Joe Walker slimes all over February and they wrangle her back to the hive. Yes. I thought that was fun. It was a nice little sequence. Great. We now go to the starship. Yep. And Taz comes out. I love Lauren Lopez. Lauren Lopez is great as Taz. I think Lauren Lopez's energy is is fantastic. I remember when I first watched this, Taz was like my least favourite character because I found her really annoying, but yeah. it's because I was like in the Lauren Lopez Draco Malfoy brain. Mm-hmm. But watching rewatching it now and like more recent viewings, she's so great in there. But I think that part of the appeal of that is because it is so different to what Lauren Lopez had done. Mm. I don't think Taz reaches the heights of Crap Hole and the Latte Hate. Yeah, I love right? that. <laughs> the Latte Hate. You know, like, Lauren Lopez does a great job as part of the ensemble for Twisted, which is really nice. You know, one of the things I love about Stark is, you know, how different people could take centre stage and different people can take back. You know, it's not just like every show has to be built around the big ones, you know. So I don't think Taz reaches those heights for me, but it's still a fantastic character. And I really, really like Lauren Lopez in this one. Mm -hmm. But I like the way uh, she comes and is like, set them to pew. Pew pew, 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 pew. It's great. Yeah. Um, we meet Tootsie Noodles. Yeah, we do. He's so this is from... the character that Darren Chris was supposed to play. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad he wasn't. I know, right? Same. I love Dylan Saunders. Dylan Saunders is great in this role because there's a real naivety to him. Yeah. And like, and a, he's so lovable. You know, and it's a nice in-between stage for uh, Dumbledore and Jafar. Mm-hmm. But I love this. He's, he's naive. He's from Farm Planet. And uh, you're named after... So your first name is what you do. Mm-hmm. And your last name is what you love. Yeah. So he toots. He's Tootsie. And he loves noodles. He is Tootsie Noodles. Nice. Great. And that's how people get their names. Like Cinderella. 
Yeah. <laughs> she uh, loves cinders. Yep. No, she she is cinders mm-hmm. and, and she, she loves, loves Ella. Ella. Yep. There we go. Or Snow White. Mm-hmm. She is snow. She loves white. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, he's willing to learn, but he's a slow learner. Mm. You know. <laughs> I have to warn you, though, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> yeah, it's great. We learn that the commander has an injury that we don't discuss. Yep. So Taz is kind of briefing Tootsie, Specs, and Crayola. Crayonda. And Crayonda is stupid enough to mention it. Yeah. And... Oh, they've also just received a distress signal from February. Yeah. So. I like the line that Taz talks about. So trying to, you know, big up Commander Up. Mm-hmm. When Up cuts onions, they cry. Onion is the one that cries. Yep. Yeah, that was great. And then finally, Joe Walker shows up in his proper role, looking... <laughs> Just like Solid Snake. Yeah, so before this, whenever they were on stage, they were in black hoodies with the hoods up, but so every... you couldn't see their hair. Yeah. And then once they've revealed their characters from this point on, they don't put the hoods up anymore. Yeah, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn that the rumours are not true. He does not sit down to use the toilet. Yep. Which I don't... Maybe this is just a joke that hasn't aged well, but I don't get why that's funny. No, it's it's it comes from an era where I think... It was... Well, it's just another one of those jokes that, like, stigmatises something that women do. Yeah, and it's a gender-based joke that I think because these sort of jokes became part of the zeitgeist in culture have had a massive impact on acceptance of gender roles in 2021. Yeah, but people don't realise that the reason why that joke's funny is because, oh, well, he's a man and that's something that girls do. Yeah. So he wouldn't do that because but, it, girls do it, so therefore it's funny. But the thing is, wrong. with Up, I think is part of the problem, is the fact that we are making jokes at the expense of his loss of his masculine identity. Yeah. And it's funny because he's less than male, yeah, but to be less than male in this scenario is to be female. Right, but that's what I mean is the issue. And I think these are jokes that have played a big part in why we have such conflict around the issue of gender nowadays. Mm. Because these jokes existed. Yeah. And I'm not saying they mean these jokes maliciously. They are probably just making jokes or emulating jokes that they'd have seen in the media that they consumed. Yeah. But they are quite toxic jokes, I think. Mm-hmm. And it is, yeah, it's 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 a shame to have that in this show where it's quite a cool, empowering show where it's like, hey, you can be whatever you want to be. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I do like the bits where he's trying to give himself a pep talk. He's clearly a character who is struggling with coming to terms with his injury. Mm. And, you know, the moment where but, he's talking to himself in the mirror mm-hmm. is quite nice. Yeah, good for him. He's open about his therapy. Right? 100%. That's something that's aged nicely. I think so. I mean... It's Compared still, to the joke. It like, is still awkward that, like, it's played for laughs, but at least as a character trait, he's... Well, it then becomes... It's only played for laughs here because we haven't seen the whole show yet. Yeah. So once it becomes important and once we understand why 
this is going to be important. Yeah. It's not funny anymore. It's just cool. Yeah, right. And I, that's what I like is that this badass male character is open about feelings and open about being scared. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's had a near-death experience and, like, that is going to change you. It's like... Well, he did die. Well, he, yeah, this is the thing. But it's like, you know, as a 20-year-old, you sometimes feel invincible. Sometimes you're like... Because bad things don't happen to 20-year-olds. But... Mm. Well, I am immortal until well, proven otherwise. But this is the thing, like, you you know, I've got friends who are parents, and I know it's a cliche, but it's like, things change. Look at Waitress, it's like, you have something now that grounds you, and you're like, hey, my life is different now, my priorities mm. are different, because everything I do is for them. Like, look at Barney in How I Met Your Mother, like, it it takes having a child to be like, my priorities are different now, mm. right? And it's like, like almost the same with that near-death thing, it's like, Up has realised that, I am expendable and this is scary and I don't know how to process this because I'm supposed to be this person, but I'm not. And it's a nice arc. Mm-hmm. I just don't always like the, the laughter it inspires. Yeah. I do love in the background, we have these inconsistent like drop down in 10 seconds, drop down in 20 seconds, drop down in minus one seconds. Yep. Uh, and we do meet uh, Junior, who is the son of the leader of the Galactic League. Of extraterrestrial exploration. Yes, I just wrote down Galactic League. I I, I called them the Galactic Force at first, because I was like, I don't remember the term. Yeah. Well, again, it doesn't become relevant until the joke about it's made. So yeah. that's fine. Junior is really, really slimy. I believe Junior was Lupin when we watched the Potter senior year or sequel. But I liked Junior in this. There's a weird, like, sliminess, you know, the, the privileged child of the boss. Yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked Junior. Yes, he was Remus Lupin, and he's also in, like, all of them. His name is Brian Holden, and yes. he is actually married to Meredith Stepien, who plays Mega Girl in this one, which Mega is Mega Girl is fantastic. But, yeah, he's been in basically every single... Uh, yeah. Starkage show. Taz is naturally quite cautious over Mega Girl because they famously fought the robots. The great robot wars. Not the ones from BBC. Mm-hmm. But cautious. You can't have one of them on our side because they're the bad guy. And Junior insists that Mega Girl is fine because there is an inhibitor chip that will stop her from harming the humans. Mm-hmm. And we get a great line. Junior says to her, can you kill humans? prove a point and mega girl says no but i want to which i think is great yeah like capable of free will and has a sense of what uh she wants to do there's a great line where they say something about uh since the since the first robot uh, rose up against its masters we finally figured out how to put inhibitor chips on them and she goes oh hail astro boy <laughs> which is great <laughs> Like Astro Boy started the robot uprising. Yeah. Good for him. We go uh, to get back up. Taz sings to inspire Command up and it works. Yeah. And she, there's a great line in it where she's like, and now we dance. Yeah. And everybody in the background has to dance. Yeah. We have a little dance break. But it's been a long old time since we had a, a, a musical sequence. Yeah. Well, we've got to set up all the stuff quickly. I know, but I feel like. Some of it could have been done. We could have so done February's bit of song, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, that's a Girl Scout moment if ever there was one. This is it. Mm -hmm. The day I've been waiting for. You know? 
We go back to Bug World and Bug is not excited by his eggplant life. And nope. again, we get more great moments with Teacher Bug, who uh, is, is is teaching what, to, what it's like to be an eggplant and then is teaching <laughs> the little larvae on what to do. And it's like, conveniently, there's a food source right around you because you've been grown in one. Yeah, don't look now, kid, but you're in one. Yeah. It's oh, great. So we skipped over one of my favourite jokes that is introduced when we get when we're on the starship, which mm-hmm. is that Tootsie Noodles says he saw um the ultimate proof that science killed God. Yeah. And so from that point on we have all these like dead god jokes. Yeah, I didn't get that bit. It's just a weird starkid thing. It shows up in other stuff too, but I just love that every time instead of saying thank God, they say thank dead god. Yeah, but I just didn't get where it came from, so I must have missed that joke that Tutti Noodle said. Noodle says it. It's when they're like running down the corridor and he's following Taz. Yeah. It's just one of his lines in there. Yeah. And then from that point on we all just talk about how God's dead. Yeah. I I didn't pick up on it. So the, the, when everyone else said it, it just didn't land as a joke for me. Mm-hmm. So maybe it needs to just be a bigger moment from from good old Tootsie. I love it there. Um, we go into life, which is a song I like, but doesn't feel like it picks up the momentum. It feels like it stops halfway and never kind of continues. It's a good song. I really liked it. Like Joey Richter nailed it, but it doesn't feel like it it hits the heights it should do. You know, it's, it's like half a song. No, it's really just like Bugs refrain because this music plays all the time, yeah. all the way through the show, and it's every time Bug has like a realization on something yeah but i liked it i really did like it just doesn't go far enough so bug is uh doing his job he's uh stuffing his eggs down throats well he doesn't actually do any well he's he's going to like mm. the plan is that that's what he's going to do and then he sees february yes the thing is i have to say for this puppet to have as much soul in the way it's performed is amazing so i think cute. that's part of why i like this is you are looking at bug and there just seems to be so much life to Bug. Yeah. Great job with the puppetry designs, you know. Hmm. Um, but the orchestration as well for this scene is great because it does feel creepy but atmospheric as well. Mm-hmm. So Bug learnt human language. From watching. From watching the video, which means that most of the time he's quoting things yeah. that are in that video. But it means that February thinks that he's a human. Yes. I really like the bits where we hear him talking bug, mm-hmm. which is great because like it's that kind of, you know, the whole TARDIS thing of like the TARDIS automatically translates. Yeah. Everything that bug has said up to this point has been in bug language. Yeah. And then now that we are hearing it through the ears of another human, mm-hmm. suddenly we don't hear. Yeah. She's like, oh, what's the creepy noises? And then he starts speaking human and he lies about uh, being a uh, bug and february is led to believe that he is a starship ranger yes and he sees it as sort of his opportunity to be one what because like why not sure just yeah. at this minute he can pretend because she's still blinded from the slime yeah and she's got these glasses on that have been i think it's like hot glued all yeah. over to make, to it, make look it look like, like slime slimed. it's really cool yeah bugget shows up as bug is trying to escape and he punches her to knock her out yep which is weird yep he's like i'm gonna make my escape quick punch the puppet yeah but because it's a puppet he has like an open hand so he yeah. kind of just like flaps her out yeah. of the way and then we, I, I like this bit, we go back and forth, back and forth. We see Bug and February and we see the uh, rangers who are now in the hive. 
There's some yeah, they're following her comms device. Yeah, there's some really great sarcasm from uh, Mega Girl throughout this whole scene, like the whole <laughs> "Oh no, I hope you humans do not die. That would be the worst." Ha 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 ha. I love the bit where she's like, "Oh no, do you humans need to pause and rest for ten, uh, eight to ten vulnerable hours?" <laughs> That's yeah. great. There's, she just she just straight wants to kill them. The scripting for Mega Girl is fantastic. I, I think Mega it's Girl. a real highlight, and I really like that Tootsie Noodles is into Mega Girl. He's very awkward around like everyone else, and I love the bit that Mega Girl says, you know, that he makes humans seem like geniuses. Yeah, she's like <laughs> humans are so small and uh, unimportant, but around me, you yeah. make them seem like geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love his like affable charm. His charm, but just the way he's 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 in love with her. Like Oh my god. But he's like the first thing he says to Creander about her is he's like, Oh my god, what a woman and Creander thinks he's talking about Taz. Yeah. I like that he just he doesn't see human versus robot, he just sees someone he could love. Yeah, and we're led to believe that it's because he's dumb, but actually it's just because he doesn't care about any of that right? stuff. Right, and I think that's awesome. And it says a lot about the society's view. It's like, oh, but it's because he's dumb. It's like, no, he's he's acutely aware. He's the smartest person here. Yeah, he just is wholesome yeah. and pure and just loves for the sake of loving. And I think that's very, very cool. Mm-hmm. So Hideous Creatures is one of my favourite songs in this yeah because i just think it's really funny well the thing i really like about hideous creatures is the fact that we get the exact same song from both the bugs and the humans because they are both hideous creatures to eat one another yeah but with the bugs we get bug versions of human sentences yeah so instead of i'm actually not going to say what the human version is but they say what the bug (laughs) instead which is great oh yeah it's great it's like the smurfs isn't it yeah and the human version is like bloody murder, yeah. which they say. No smurfing way. Yeah. You know, I really, really like the fact that Mega Girl shows up, sees Bug with February and, it, and shoots Bug and sends Bug kill, away. Kill, kill, kill. Yeah. And February's like, no, no, no. I love Meredith Stepien. They are Jasmine. No, they're Sharazad. That's it. They're Sharazad. I knew, yeah. I knew they had something with Dylan. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, they are really good. Yeah. They do it, yeah. They do a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I love Mega them. Girl. They're so funny. But I think the, the fact is, like, Mega Girl, there's a real commitment to the whole robot mm-hmm. and the speaking patterns, but also the arm movements. They've done a fantastic job there. Mm-hmm. Up rescues Mega Girl. So as they make it back, they've got February, they make it back. And they're thinking, great, we're going to go. And then we see Mega Girl is like stuck and the bugs are all like swarming, kind of like karate chopping her head. And Tootsie Noodles is like, we can't leave her behind. And Taz is all like, no, we, we've got to. She's a robot, who cares, man? But Up feels some kind of compassion. It's like, we have to. Saves Mega Girl, mm-hmm. who promptly takes February aboard and leaves them. Yeah. And so Mega Girl says, my objective was to retrieve the science officer... Nothing about saving you. <laughs> My objective did not state the return of any of the other carbon-based tier factories. <laughs> Which is great logic. I mean, mm-hmm. can't fault that. And we cut back to the hive and Bug is in trouble because uh, people know that he helped this 
human escape and is going against like the hive. Yep. I love this. Because Bugget dobbed him in. Oh, we have Teacher Bug. This is the bit where he says, never in my six long days of life, which is fantastic. But yes, Bugget Buggington, which is a fantastic name, has snitched on him. And uh, they're going to kill Bug. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you've gone against the rules of Bug World. You must pay the price and the forfeit is your life. But Roach steps forward and says, hey, I would be dead. I would never have survived if not for Bug. Bug is a good person. Please don't kill him. And the Overqueen, who is in love with Roach... Anything for you, sweetums. <laughs> ...says, you know, the debt has been repaid. Yeah. You know, but Bug is... Uh, so he's not allowed to leave the hive anymore. And, and he's banned not from singing and dancing. To sing or dance or talk to the humans ever again. At this point, I think because Overqueen needs to prove a point, they eat Teacher Bug as well, which is a shame. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Teacher Bug just gets eaten, but I think it's a... Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, <laughs> So then we get the reveal that it was Bugette, who was jealous, was the one who yeah. told on him. In the and hopes that it might win him over. And She Bug... tries to apologise, yeah, to be and... fair, and he's just like, no, I will never let you rip off my head and let your larvae devour my body. And makes Bugette cry. And, and I it's love the same the, noise as her laughing. I love the bit where Roach is like, that's not going to help your chances. That's not going to help your chances with her. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to be eaten. Yeah. The mosquitoes invite Bug to visit Pinsir, which is very, the very exciting. The mosquito brothers. And I love the puppet for Pinsir. <gasps> the Pinsir puppet is incredible. It's yeah. so cool. How much must Dylan Saunders' arms hurt? Oh my God, yes. Because they're being held up for a very, 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 very long time. It's like the only thing I can think about. Now... I knew, obviously, that Pinsir was going to be evil. Like, obviously, we've seen the the, uh, the opening video. Mm -hmm. You keep pronouncing it like he's the Pokemon. Yeah, that's how I wrote it, too. Did you? Yes. It's just Pinsir. Well, Pinsir. Um, I, so at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm just taking stock of the whole, like, right, so there's bits of Little Mermaid to this. Like, mm -hmm. it's not as big as we obviously thought it would be, but I thought, okay, so the Mosquito Brothers are... It uh, is flotsam. ostensibly the plot of the Little Mermaid, yeah. though. Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah. Are... And sweetheart. <laughs> and sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously Pinsa is Ursula. They are bringing Bug, who is Ariel, to the cave. Mm -hmm. You know, fine. I don't feel... If you hadn't told me the Little Mermaid parallels, or that it was the Little Mermaid, I wouldn't have figured it out. I don't think it is obviously the Little Mermaid. In the same way Twisted is obviously... Yeah. Jafar but it's not wicked. supposed to be as obvious. Right, but I like that. And I, do you know, I tell you what, I would not have got that, I don't think. I mean, technically Tangled has the same plot as The Little Mermaid, but, yeah. you know. I don't think I'd have got it. I think it would have been a moment on, on here where you're like, you know it's that, and I'd be like, oh my God. But yeah. I'm looking for it at this point. So, so Pince is acting really, really friendly when actually he wants to eat the humans. Mm -hmm. So Pincer has a brain leech which allows two creatures to become psychically linked if you take it... I don't even know what they call it. Yeah, it's basically a it's, mind it's a meld. It's a blue headband. Which is, is a callback to Very Potter. Yes. And if you put it on one thing and another thing, they can like trade brains. Yes. But Pinsir has a cryotube with a human in it. And the body is, long, is, is, is in good nick, but the mind is long gone. Yeah, because he ate the brain of it. So... But then surely it shouldn't work. 
the body's fine though. Yeah, but the mind but melts didn't work. Brain. Yeah, but the mind melt shouldn't work because there's no brain for it to go into. Doesn't matter. I don't think he's eaten this brain. I think it's a soul thing. I, oh yeah, I, maybe he can't get into it without destroying yeah, it. I don't think he's eaten this brain. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. So, so he but he knows that the the human that's in there is brain dead. Because yeah. he says that. But I think that's maybe why he hasn't eaten it, is it's like the difference between fresh food and like frozen food. Like <laughs> right, okay. he's just like that does not smell appetizing to me. I've had live food. I don't want this. Anyway, they put the brain thing on bug and on the frozen human and then magically he looks like Jerry Richter. Okay, but Isn't that lucky? The thing is though, that's not been shown at this point. No, I know that. And it's like a huge jump the gun moment what you've mm. just done there. Sorry. But that's what I like is that you don't see this happening. You get kick it up a notch, which is the mistaken identity song. I got it right. It's about mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna kick it up a notch. Yeah, Bug is a poor unfortunate soul. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's he's been tasked with getting the humans and bringing them for dinner so that uh, Pinsir can pick their brains. About everyone, how to get off the planet, yeah. yeah. Everyone laughs um, and, and Bug doesn't get it. But we don't see and the Bug also melt. just laughs. I love it. Yeah. He's an idiot. And Bug is the dumbest character in this. He actually is because we're going to have bits later on where like February says stuff to him and he's like, who are you talking about? Are you talking about Pinsir? And she's like, no, I'm talking about you. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's yeah. an idiot. I mean, he's three days old. Thank you. Well, so, that's weird to think about. Well, we don't know how old he is, but possibly yeah. three days. So uh, we cut back to the Space Rangers stuck in Bug World. Mm-hmm. And Up is losing control of the Rangers. And Taz kind of loses it and takes control. Says, you're too weak. I'm going to be in charge now. You ripped it off. Yeah. You and off rips off the mustache. And... Yeah, I guess, you know, by the laws of the moustache. I'm in charge. I have the moustache now. I love the bit where Snake, I mean, Up, whatever, he is solid Snake for Metal Gear Solid. That's exactly what he looks oh, like. Oh, yeah, that's his outfit design. Up says to Tootsie, he's like, won't you stay with me? And Tootsie's just like, I'm sorry, sir. She has the moustache now. And then leaves I by going, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Tootsie. And yes, uh, Taz immediately gets them stuck in a spider's web. Like, first it's bit of... It's not Taz's fault. It's not. Taz is in charge right now. No, it's not. Because first of all, Up puts a f- another moustache on. He has an emergency one in his pocket. <laughs> Which is funny. And then he runs after them. And he's like, guys, don't leave me. It's important that we all stick together. And he runs into the back of Tootsie, who hits the yeah. other three. And then they all hit the spider cool. web. So at this point, just as everything's about to go, Bug shows up and saves them. Mr. Spider, So stop. that none of them die a virgin. Oh, yeah, that was great. They're literally... I quite all... like that. Yeah, that's a funny joke. That's the only way that I'm okay with that joke. Yeah, is so... that if, if they'd have just had... One of said them it be first, Tootsie. Yeah, if they'd have just had him say it and everyone else be like, ugh, I wouldn't be okay with that. No, but the fact that they, they were all, all like, are. me too, yeah. me too, me too. And yes, they all believe that Bug has been here 18 years because he has got the old Space Ranger costumes on. I he must have been that they the decide that... Yeah. amongst themselves he doesn't have to say anything they're yeah. just like oh wow okay good for you man you're tough but this is where the whole the great thing about the puppet and puppeteer thing works is because we don't need another actor now to play bug he is still bug yep. he's just this this different human form i think that's such a great thing that i've never seen done with a puppet before i loved it i thought it was fantastic as like a sequence mm. we get status quo because whoa oh 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 he doesn't want to stick to the status quo. Oh, but Roach doesn't want him to go. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. And Roach is 
like please don't go mm-hmm. and bugs like, i've got to this is all i've ever wanted bug is flounder as well like i'm not Roach. Roach is flounder yeah. as well, which I really like. Again, you've kind of got the mosquitoes look, like the way they move, like mm-hmm. flotsam and jetsam. But yeah, they're like exactly the right shape to fit all right. these characters. And obviously, again, Roach, because it's a different puppet, it's like a little fly as opposed mm-hmm. to an ant, has that flounder-esque appearance, yeah. which is quite nice. We get the interval and we come back to Junior having a hot felt moment with his father Mm -hmm. and his father does not look as peaceful as one would assume for the galactic league extraterrestrial explorations yes yes his name is dr space claw and he does look very very evil yeah he's got the big sauron gloves on yeah it's very much like blofeld in early bond where like you don't see the face you just see the stroking of the cat I'm okay. I believe you. You know, just I haven't seen any of the early. Okay, so just think like Doctor Evil, Austin Powers one before you see Doctor Evil. Mm -hmm. Pretty much what do we get? Like the teacher from Charlie Brown. Never watched Charlie Brown. What? Yeah, you well the adults in Charlie Brown, you never see their faces because the kids only see them from. That's the same with like Dexter's Lab and a lot of other things. I love that kind of thing. But yes, we. We have it revealed that Junior sent February to the planet by herself because she's an idiot so that she would get captured, implanted with a bug egg, and then they will take her back to Earth and mass produce an alien bug army. Yes. <laughs> That's To rule the universe with. Yeah. And he's very proud of him. He is very proud. He gets daddy's approval, which is fantastic. He's very, very happy. And then he asks the question that's on everyone's mind at this point. How's (laughs) mum? How's mum? Can I talk to her? No, your mother died the day after you left. Oh, was it sad? A little. (laughs) I love that. That's such a great joke of just like Junior being as much of a bad guy as him. Because up to that line... Once it's revealed that he is helping his dad, like, implant an egg in February. Ugh, that's a horrible line. You're kind of like, oh, he's evil, but maybe he's just doing what his dad says. And the fact that his response to his mum dying is he's just like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then we meet... His stepmom. evil stepmom. I really love how this is all shot as well, like, in terms of the quickness of it, that it works really, really well. Like, Mm -hmm. especially because you are working with a pre-recorded bit yeah you know the timing is really really good and it worked very very mm. well he doesn't seem to have much uh fondness for step mama i love that it cuts back to the dad and junior's like i do not like her don't let her in my room yeah and and the big reason he does not want to be in the room is he's obviously hiding things mm-hmm. and dr scary claw space claw same thing mm-hmm reveals uh, his old bamboo. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think um, we'll call it that. That's me right. old bamboo, but parodies by Family Guy. Sure. And uh, Junior claims that the bamboo is not his. I've never seen that before. You're breaking up. <laughs> yes. But he's interrupted because uh, a pod is getting docked. 
But no, he's interrupted because he gets Mega Girl to scan February. Yes. Oh, and there's no sign of there's life. There's no sign of alien life. And he tells her to scan February again. Yes. And Mega Girl's like, do I look like it was wrong the first time? So she does it again. And this time when she scans her, she's just staring at Junior like, you're an idiot. Yeah. The whole time. It's great. Yes, and this is when the pod is docked, everyone's mm. back, and Junior's like, oh no, I'll be in trouble. So he commands... Quick, mega girl, make a fist. And he, he bounces his head bounces off Bounces into it. And he lies to Commander Up, saying that he doesn't know what happened, but they're stuck, so they're going to need warp crystals, and they can't leave without the warp crystals. Yeah, somebody stole our warp crystals or something, and then he says Mega Girl punched him, and so Taz is immediately like, she's evil. Oh yeah, absolutely triggered. Like everything that I've ever said was right. We have to kill Mega Girl. Yeah, and everyone believes him. They've got no reason to not believe Junior, which mm. is why I think he is a good villain. Because like, I think he's a great villain. He's probably one of my favorite Star Kid villains. Yeah, I really liked him. I think he's up there with the aliens as a whole from the guy who didn't like musicals yeah you know really clever idea like the twist that he's far more evil Mm -hmm. he just kind of seems like a corporate idiot before now yeah and now we know he's just like he's not that smart but he's doing a good job yeah like nobody in this show is smart no he's just kind of lucking into it yeah february thanks bug for saving her yep because Bug is there now and it's thank you for everything you did. He's <laughs> like, who the heck is this guy <laughs> Yeah, that you've brought back from this planet with you? But yeah, uh, Up tells everyone that they all did a great job today and we all deserve a bubble bath because we all deserve to feel bubbles against our skin. And we also get something quite controversial, mm-hmm. like perhaps the most controversial thing we have ever talked about on this podcast. Up believes... That the Jackie Chan Karate Kid movie is superior. <laughs> to which I then said, there's a Jackie Chan Karate Kid movie. Because <laughs> I forgot that existed. But you told me that's not karate. I've never watched it. And I'm going to give credit to the best film ever. Their mm-hmm. real round table on like sports movies. Yeah. Because they talked oh, wait, about yeah, this. Yeah, that's a sports movie. Right. Um, they talked about it, that's the extent of my knowledge. It should not be called the karate movie because Jaden Smith is learning Kung Fu. Is that what? I know literally nothing about martial arts, right? So don't judge me. But is that what Jackie Chan is famous for? I think so. Or is he karate? I, I can't say yes and be 100% certain. I'm pretty certain it's Kung Fu. But... Um, yeah, as Ian would say, it's all about the branding. You're not going to sell the Kung Fu Kid. You've got to have the Karate Kid. Mm. So, I mean... Yeah, it's uh, Kung Fu, but he's also trained in Karate and Judo. Now, I've never seen the Karate Kid. I'm not really that fussed by it. I So, I have seen that one. Yes. But I remember watching the third Karate Kid movie as yeah. a kid, which is the one with the girl. And my mum being like, this is the best one. And I was like, is it? At this point, <laughs> I have film. zero interest because my entire life, I had people randomly say, Daniel's son, including an ex-girlfriend. Oh. I have zero interest in the Karate Kid for that reason. But the, the 
not Will Smith. What's his name? Jaden Smith. Smith. He isn't called Daniel. So no, you'd be fine watch, with that one. I'm not going to watch that one. I quite liked it, but I love Jackie Chan. So. For me, the extent of the Karate Kid I want to know is the side stuff that crops up on How I Met Your Mother. About how you should be on the side of Cobra Kai. Which yeah, like now Cobra has Kai is the show. real Karate Kid. I yeah. think that only happened because of How I Met Your Mother. That show wouldn't exist otherwise. Do you think? Yeah, 100%. People really like that show too. Anyway. We also Dan- learn... Of course you Daniel anyway. That's weird. We also learn that, that Tootsie Noodles is very, very into Mega Girls still. Mm-hmm. That that flame is well and truly eternal. Yep. And we go into The Way I Do. I love this song so much. Mega Girl does need to be more like Tootsie and mindless for this to work. Yeah. Um, I love her verse in this, though, because she says, your kind is frail and weak and I want to destroy you all. Yes. And then she talks about how uh, the human race is completely inconsequential. Yeah. And then she's like, however, (laughs) I kind of like it. My favourite bit in this song was Tootsie's weird Peter Griffin laugh. What? He just went, yeah. Oh, and she's singing to him. Yeah. My favourite bit of this song is because we cut between these two and February and Bug, when they run off stage, <laughs> Mega Girl goes, meh. Yeah. Just the best part. So funny. And I do that all the time. But yeah, because we have, we have like, this is the fantasies come true-esque number, if we think mm-hmm. to Avenue Q. You obviously have one half, and then you have the second half. Mm-hmm. And the second half is very much like Bug just can't go through with smooching February because Bug knows it's wrong. I really like that, actually, about Bug's character. The fact that he just can't go through with it because he knows it's deceitful. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, right? Really good for him. Like, really, really. It's been way dodgier. And I know it's because it's the guy that's being deceitful that is perceived more so, which is... You know, it's bad when everyone terrible. does it. Terrible. It should be bad either way, but it, it is perceived as worse when it's a guy. But because he's deceiving her, and we already know that she hates bugs because she's now yeah. been through this traumatic experience, the fact that he is then like, I mean, that's the bare minimum, right? Why are we praising this? It's going to be something we will have as a talking point again in a few weeks when we watch School of Rock. Without giving oh, spoilers. Yeah, no, I've heard the song. Where You've heard it's the song. revealed that but, he's not actually a teacher. Right, but... And she, like, screams at him. However, you've seen School of Rock, the film. Yeah. It's worse, and we'll get to that without... I don't want to give it away. We're seeing it in two weeks. We'll get to it, but... I was going to say, how could it possibly be worse? But it's because they, they're they Blah, 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 blah. We're not going to talk about it yet. I'm not, I'm not going to confirm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to confirm, but... Either way, how does he not end up in prison in the movie? <laughs> Just from a we work in a school standpoint, like I mean, how does he not? Two thousand and three was a different time. Well, the only reason he doesn't is because Miss Mullins is like, no. We'll save this discussion for two weeks, or else we'll have nothing to talk about. But, <laughs> no, I know, but it's one of the things I really admire about Bug is there's a lot of media where. You know, the male or female character who is lying mm-hmm. will go through. And then we're expecting them to be forgiven later on. Here, it's all really nice because he is a really good guy about it. Like, Yeah, it's still mistaken identity, but in a... Like, she hasn't been exploited in any well, way. Well, this is it. It's, it's just Avatar, isn't it, as well, in that weird... We haven't really thought about it, but it is 
Avatar, like where who it's was like it? Christopher Warrington. Racist. I don't remember his. Well, yeah, less racist, but the 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 guy. I can't, John Smith. Yeah, generic guy. I can't remember his name for a film that is the highest grossing film ever, right? And I can't remember. My mum knows all the characters' the names. Actor's <laughs> name, the character's name, but when he turns into uh, Navi, mm-hmm. Jake. His name is Jake. But it's Sam Worthington, isn't it? Is the actor? Yeah, Jake Sully. Right, so. That's sucked too. But having everyone pronounce his name like that. <laughs> it's this is the same kind of plot in the fact that he goes into this avatar. That's what Bugs done, isn't yeah. it? And you know, it's just the reverse. Instead of the human becomes the alien, the alien becomes the human. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Does she ever see him as a human? We should rewatch it. How long is that movie? It's like four hours long. I have the director's cut, so even longer. Christ, the only way you're going to get me to rewatch that is if we are on a plane on our way to Disney World. We're going to have to rewatch it before Avatar 2, 3 and 4 come out. Or we could just go to Pandora and live the experience instead. Or play the video game. I just... I played the video game. No, there's a new video game coming out, like a brand new story for PS5. It was announced at E3. But this is it, like... How can this film be the highest grossing film of all time on such a tangent? But like, it's so inconsequential. It's just the 3D thing, right? How is this film higher than Endgame? Ah, anyway, so. Specs. (laughs) Specs getting rocked to sleep by Up is great. I like the way he's like, sit on my lap and just rocks Specs to sleep. Sorry, you made me go on the Avatar tangent and I clicked on... Um, I just had the cast list in front of me and then one of the drop-down things was how old is Neytiri supposed to be, which yeah. is Zoe Salander's Avatar character. She's supposed to be 18. That's really stressful. <sighs> it is stressful. <laughs> 18 human years. I didn't need to know that. That makes that film worse. Anyway, sorry. This is your fault. The you best bit. It. The best bit about Avatar is the South Park parody where it is just, like, dancing with Smurfs. Mm. Like, the, No, the best bit about Avatar is that the element that they're searching for for the whole movie is called unobtainium. I know. Who decided that? James Cameron. No, I'd like, within the realm of the universe, I feel like somebody, some scientist was like, hey, we could go get this thing, but we I'm, shouldn't, so I'm going to call it unobtainium. My brand new headcanon for it, like, literally, I'm sure there's enough evidence out there to say this can't be true, but I'm just, I made up now. Unobtainium is what Terminators are made out of, and Avatar and Terminator are in the same universe. Is Terminator also James Cameron? Yeah. Okay. So, right. I love the bit, so, so... Up has rocked Specs to sleep. And, Good, yeah. you know, I don't remember who carries... Crayonda. Right, crayon, Crayola takes away. But then Bug enters. And <laughs> one of my favourite lines in this whole show, because it's so stupid. Up says, why, if it isn't Bug, my oldest friend. <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> Right? It's so stupid. It's why I love Starkid, is they just have this these great one-liners, <laughs> yeah. you know? And yeah, well, then we get the <laughs> we get the reversal. Like, well, I don't really feel like talking about my feelings. Yeah, but you're not normally on top of a lap, are you? Yeah, yeah. The power of the lap causes Commander Up 
to have a very frank discussion and about be very how, honest and very raw. And how, yeah, about how his uh, physical dysphoria and the like after effects of a tragic injury left him feeling like less of a man, which yeah. is a super interesting thing to bring up in a sci-fi movie. Yeah, maybe uh, again, I haven't seen Starship Troopers, but maybe this is a parody of something that happened to a character in that. But, I don't know. So like I I think I, it's I, the first time I've ever seen a movie and been like, huh. The thing is, this is a sequence. I don't remember how much of this is played for laughs. Of outside of the fact of, you know, the fact that the the accident, the injury was caused by the Autobots and Optimus Prime. Oh, we got a whole list of all the things that they fight. It's not just the Autobots and Optimus Prime. It's the Robot Wars. Yeah. Then they're on Kronos, Gundam Wing Zero, uh, Metal Gear, Autobots, Sentinels, Optimus yeah. Prime, and then that's it. But this <laughs> yeah, is the thing, great. outside of the pop culture references, I don't remember how much of this bit is played for laughs because of the injuries yeah. and the, the physical proximity between Up and Bug. Yeah, I don't feel like his the actual injury side of it is played for laughs like it does feel quite raw and yeah if they were standing having this conversation i don't think anyone would laugh no because they're he's sat on his lap yeah like you have the moment where they 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 do the little nose to nose they touch tips and and you know like okay they they touch tips of their nose together you're a bad person but that bit's you know and that is that is cute, there's a bit of an R, but also a laugh. But in terms of when he's talking about the injury, outside of laughing at the fact that he was sliced in half by Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. the only thing that Hot is... Hot dog style, not hamburger. Yeah, but the only thing that's funny about it is Optimus Prime, is the pop culture references, mm-hmm. which I quite like in this. Like, yeah. it is quite a nice So the entire moment. right half of his body is robot. Which is why he had to save Mega Girl because he feels bad. He feels bad. All and then the he... other half is just basically his heart and nothing else. All he yeah, all he has is his human heart, mm-hmm. and he cares too much to risk losing more of his crew. Yep. And Bug says that actually the heart is the greatest weapon. You can use your heart to kill. Yep. And Up's like, I don't understand that logic. Joe Walker, I think, did a phenomenal job here. Considering how much of him can be usually played for laughs, like he's a very strong, like powerhouse of a comedian. Mm-hmm. I thought this was this was a really good scene from him. I think he did a really good job with with the delivery. Caring makes you stronger, and yeah, he says, "I like you because you are nice to me," and I thought it was really cute. There's nice bonding yeah, here. It's cute. We also learn that up is into Taz. Uh, yeah yeah this is a great line where they're talking about he says oh i like someone and up's like is it specs and he's like no it's not specs he's like well it's not taz is it because i like i like taz Taz." yeah (laughs) it's cute and yes in the background it's revealed that junior has spied on all of this and is plotting conniving and then we learn that tootsie and mega are together yep mega gal is smitten but junior mocks them you know saying that like the reason he's only with you 
mm-hmm. is because he thinks you're human. Like, oh yeah, he's so dumb. He thinks that you're a human being, and not, he doesn't realize that you're a robot. And she's like, actually no, upset about it. Yeah, like really upset. It's like that can't be true. But I don't think it is true. I think he knows. But it's just he just doesn't care. Yeah, I think it's just Junior being evil, mm-hmm. and it culminates with Junior removing her inhibitor chip. Until the point where she tries to kill him, which I really like. He's like, you know, you're going to kill the crew. So he removes the inhibitor chip and she's like, kill all humans. Turns mm-hmm. and grabs him, starts strangling him. He's like. <laughs> so he's to slap the inhibitor chip back on. Yeah. So, oh God. I, yeah, I thought that was funny. And then he turns her around, removes it. And she goes off and kill all humans. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> but good. going in the opposite way from him. Hmm. And... We then go back to uh, Bug World mm-hmm. because a pod has landed with Bug and February. Mm-hmm. And we get Beauty. And the Bugs are all speculating on Bug's girlfriend. Yeah. And they're trying to show off their romantic side and that the Bugs can be beautiful and try and help win over uh, February. It, it, it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. She still thinks they're gross. Yeah, but this is kiss the girl yeah oh yeah oh yeah which is pretty funny but yeah she says to him bug look i know that you're a boy so you like bugs and boogers and peeing standing up and stuff but i'm a girl and i'm like okay fine yeah i didn't like this gendered nonsense for february it's part of the thing i think that really made me dislike her more i agree with you she's the worst character yeah like i i didn't i didn't like that i didn't think it was necessary for that as an addition especially because like specs was very into the bugs and studying them yeah right also i've never noticed before we rewatched it well rewatching it with you but i'm sure there's something wrong with her microphone i didn't notice it i don't know just every time she was talking there was just something a little bit glitchy where i was like that doesn't sound right i think maybe, maybe it's my hearing <laughs> maybe that was just something uh, an effect they were going for Mm-mm. yeah uh, she ultimately thinks the uh, plan to get to Bug World was part of Bug's plan to go get warp crystals from his ship. Yes. Because Bug, again, tries to tell the truth. And you know what? I really like that. So the first few times Bug tries to tell the truth, he's interrupted by somebody. Mm-hmm. It's never a case of him, like, wimping out about it. It's always because something gets in the way and he can't. It's like we have so many movies where, like, this exact situation would be happening and the girl would kiss the guy and he'd be like, it can wait till later. Yeah. And this is nice because it'll do that. I yeah. appreciate it. I agree. Yeah. It, it, it's very difficult to like those characters when they do something like that. Junior touches ground mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm going to conquer Bug World. I'll go get an egg myself and I'll force it down her throat and is immediately stabbed by Sweetheart. And drained by Sweetheart. Yeah. And I like that. We're back to Bug's ship, the one that crashed. Yep. And he finally sees the unscrambled version of the captain's log. And he's like, (laughs) how'd you get it to do that? It's like, I've never seen this before. (laughs) Which I thought was quite nice. And we added some nice context to everything. You know, like we saw a bit more of the conversations. We learned a little bit more. And we saw a bit more of Pinsa eating that guy. Yep. So we got all that exposition, which mm. is nice because now Bug is like fully caught up on what has happened. And he's like, oh, there was a 
distress signal. And February even starts to put two and two together. Like, there was a distress signal, but this is supposed to be uncharted. Yeah. February has a think and she figures out the plan and she starts to realise we were sent here for a reason. And she's like... <laughs> she's having this whole revelation about this. She's like figured this whole thing out right, by herself. She actually and Bows just should, stood there like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I think it's amazing that she actually just... Maybe they sent me down first and I get captured. Like she just... I, I like that trope when you do have like the idiot character. Just the one Suddenly time they be sm- like, yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's quite fun. And then we go back to Pincer and him and Junior are mind melding so they mm-hmm. can communicate. And Pincer finds out that Buck betrayed him. He's like, oh, man, he yeah, was supposed to bring like the... that guy. Yeah, I like that. He's like, oh, I-, I thought he was on my side. Now, at this point, the whole Little Mermaid stuff, I thought what was going to happen was Pincer was going to leave his body and fully become Junior. Like, I thought it'd be really funny if Junior's arc is the fact that... That would have been cool. Right? If Junior's arc is just he's doomed to now be pincer mm-hmm. and that's it he's just stuck on this planet as like a oh man <laughs> and i have pincer was going to be in junior's body and we're going to have like the ursula thing yeah. of i'm going to try turn all your troops against you they've known me longer mm-hmm. obviously we don't get that but that's where i thought it was going and credit to it for not that would have been cool though i wouldn't have even thought of that though yeah and i do like how well um Pincer and Junior get on very well. And what I really like is that we get the reversal of roles here between them. So uh, Junior is playing the Pincer role and Pincer is playing the Bug role. And like they repeat things. Yeah. So like Pincer says the exact same things Bug said. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really clever. And it speaks to like Junior's charisma as like this evil mastermind. Because I feel I like... Know, I feel like it's not a tall order to be smarter than a Bug. No, but this show has built up that Pincer's the big bad. Mm-hmm. So I quite liked that. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, they make an alliance and one of his like key things is he's like, you're not allowed to eat me. Yes. Um, And also I need the hive queen to take home with me because I need some of her eggs. And Pincer's like, I hate that girl. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Cool, yeah, because then I can rule this land. <laughs> and then I'll be in charge. Bug, Bug and February have gone back to the ship. Yeah, Bug and February go back to the ship and they tell the rangers all and we get one of the best lines from Up where he shouts... Darn that glee. Darn that GLE. They're yeah. always making twisted abominations of everything, which is great. Yeah, that's Good. a very, very clever line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked that one. It's the, it's the kind of thing that always makes me think of that one line from Captain... Oh, no, it's not in Captain America. It's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where somebody says to Coulson, do you know what our name stands for? And he says what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. But And then somebody says to him, yeah, do you know what that means? And he goes, yeah, it means somebody really wanted our initials to spell shields. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, like, we could have been called anything, but somebody really wanted this to spell I just like the fact that there's another agency called Sword. Yep. The Mosquitoes and Pincer show up to the starship. And at this point, Bug figures out that Pincer's evil. Mm-hmm. And he, like, forces... Co- yeah, he coerces Bug into... Telling the truth. Telling everyone. Yeah. And then I thought he ate Snape, but he didn't. Like, Crayola is just left. No, he, like, smashes him against a wall and he yeah. seems dead. Yeah. Which I... Which I don't know why you wouldn't just eat him. Yeah, right. There's one of the things about this show that I didn't really like is the ambiguities. I genuinely thought at this point Crayola was dead. Well, of the, and like... And he just shows up again. 
eight main characters in Starship Troopers. Three of them survived the movie. So I was ready for some like horror stuff where yeah, everyone just people dies. People should die. Like the fact that like Specs like, no... and Crayola should exist only to be killed as cannon fodder. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Somebody has to die here. Right. And no one dies. Spoilers. No one dies. Spoilers. No one dies. And we're disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm disappointed because there's no real threat. There's no stakes. It's the whole, I love horror movies, but it's the whole immortal child thing. If there are children in a horror movie and we don't see one of them die within the first half an hour, there are no stakes to this movie. All of your characters are going to live. That's why Stranger Things isn't like scary or worrisome in any way, shape or form. The only kid that they've killed was an 18-year-old. Yeah. That's an adult. Like. Yeah. I... I think at this point, the the finale of this would be so much stronger if Crayola we see, like, visibly eaten or something. Like, if there was a way to get... I, 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 I'm assuming too much, but could you imagine if, like, the claws lifted him up, like, he's in the claws and he goes lifted up into the puppet and you just see him get eaten? That's too much to ask. It's too much to ask, I know, but just something. If we saw him die, if we saw Pincer eat him or, or do something, like, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, because then the rest is like, oh man, people could die, and I thought he was dead, and then you just like, oh, he's not. He so, shows up again. Mega Curl, I thought killed Specs, but again, didn't. Because Specs, not, he, she like Spock pinches her. Yeah, but again, it's not. But you know, Mega Girl is about to kill Tootsie Noodles, mm-hmm. and he's like, she says, uh, "You will not stop me, Tootsie Noodles." And he says, "It's not Tootsie Noodles anymore." I changed my name. Cause on Farm World, your name's what you do and what you love, and I'm Tootsie Mega Girl. So good. Yeah. Brings her back, and then Specs walks back in, like, "Oh, hey, I'm still alive." I was like, "Oh, could no, you not have killed Specs?" Brings her back. By downloading some new software because and she turns to him and goes this new software is from the internet and could therefore contain malware I do love you want to download and he's how like yes mega girl opens it their mouth her. and it then you her. have the the dial-up noise oh like, my god that was yeah. funny yeah it's great so oh, they're in love now saves taz from the mosquitoes and sacrifices himself seemingly mm-hmm. But ultimately, uh, uh, you know, because he's just lying there, allowing all the mosquitoes. And we get the nice heart noise. The heart noise. And eventually their, their, their balloons burst. Yeah, because he needed to learn to kill with his heart. Yes, his big heart saved the day. Yeah, he um he learns how to control his breathing. Yes. Because he's been doing breathing exercises, as we saw at the beginning. Yeah. And... He uses it to slow his heartbeat down so that there's too much blood for them to... I don't know if the logic behind this is all there, but he slows his heartbeat down. sci-fi with bugs and space travel and all of that. I don't think we need to worry about logic. The movie that it's based on has a character who's a psychic and can just talk to the bugs. Exactly. So I'm glad we didn't go that route. Yeah. I like the bit as they leave to try and help other people off and they go to kind of save the day. There's a nice bit where... Lauren Lopez like stands on one of his knees and they do like a oh, weird like dance onto his um, yeah. back and then they run off. I yeah. thought it was cool, but they they show up just it's as they're like uh... team up. Yeah. yeah, they show up and Pincer's about to destroy all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's got February, but Bug ultimately 
stabs him yeah. and then pushes him into the airlock and locks it. And says, you have to let us go. And there's mm-hmm. a, a sad goodbye to Bug as both are thrown out mm-hmm. into the cold, endless abyss of space. <laughs> and then I liked this. So Bug finally understands. He's like, the needs of the many bug outweighs the needs of the one bug and yeah february releases the airlock i thought it was quite a nice moment he's like i finally get it mm-hmm. and then we instantly black out yeah and then wake up in bug's actual body which is great i think it was very cool mm-hmm. it was very, and we very cool now have the headband on the bug puppet which yeah, is because, hilarious you know no time to take off but very quick as well nice seamless mm transition there mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool but i love that joey richter's still wearing the headband but that they also made one to fit the, the yeah. bug puppet yeah it's so cute roach tells bug about junior's assault on the hive mm-hmm. and we get kick it up a notch reprise yes noise yeah kick... and he does the the glasses thing i love this it so rarely happens now but it was such a thing in like old 80s 70s movies where people would have their glasses on their forehead and you just nod your head to get your glasses down. Oh yeah, it's very, very cool. cool. I liked this. And and, I tell you what, there's something as well that the actor does that he just comes across really unlikable as well. Mm. Which helps me dislike Junior. He's very, very, very good. Mm -hmm. So he's about to shoot Bug. He's threatening Bug. He's like, I don't care about you. (laughs) I don't care about your world. I'll destroy you all. And just as he goes to shoot Bug, Bugette takes a she bullet. jumps in the way and sacrifices herself. She asks for one thing. She just says... she Will wants you sing to me? The way you sing for her, for February. And Bug stands up to sing and she dies. <laughs> she dies before he can sing. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Like, that's a nice little star kid touch of something sad. But then immediately just, we're laughing. Yeah. It's okay. So because she's dead, the larvae sack that she was carrying around with her bursts open because they don't have a host anymore. Yeah. And we get Bug repeating what Mr. Bug was saying before, or Teacher Bug, you put yeah. him. But he was like, well, don't look now, Junior, but that's you. It's like the closest mammal. Yeah. And they and all attack they him. They all attack him. And They're they so cute. I love the little The gloves. little hand puppets mm-hmm. are great. Like, I would want one of those. Me? I could buy that. <laughs> and the... Under Queen. Over Queen. Over Queen. <laughs> Over Under. She's under the hive. The Under Queen makes Bug the ambassador. Mm-hmm. And then Roach shows up and is all like, oh, my darling, you're still alive. I thought I'd lost you forever. Mm-hmm. Now go explore my canal. <laughs> yeah, quick, better burrow back into me. Yep. <laughs> and I liked that. It was a nice in blending. You know, it got, got there very, very quickly, mm-hmm. you know. And then we cut back to uh, the pod. And they're all like having a little funeral for human bug. The bits that they were able to gather of him from space yeah. when he exploded. It's like a little tin yeah. in front of the stage. And it's a funeral for bug. And then he comes out and is like, it's me, guys. And they're like, a bug. Uh, like, no, no. Yeah, they go to kill it. He's like, no, 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 it's me. It's yeah. me, it's bug. Taz is like, kill it, kill it. <laughs> And February doesn't hate him as much as uh, one would have thought she would. No, and it's the first time I think I've ever seen anybody kiss a Muppet. However, the best thing about it, the absolute best thing about this, is she's right between like his little like clicking pinces. bits, his little pincers. Yeah. And you just have Jerry Richter staring at the audience and just like raise an eyebrow. Mm. Like it's the one moment like he stops being bug and he's like, sup. Like, and it's funny. <laughs> like, I, I really like that. The February kissing 
yep. was fantastic. Tootsie and, and Mega Girl get married. Yep. So she becomes Mega Girl, Mega Girl. Or Mega, Mega Girl, Girl. I think he becomes Tootsie, Mega Girl, Mega Girl. Yeah. He'd take her name. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, we get Beautiful Finale. Mm-hmm. And Bug teaches February to say, I love you in Bug. I get it. I get why it's here because I know what it's referencing, but I hate what it. What is it referencing? Like every movie where a character is Tarzan is what it's referencing. Yeah. Like for them, Disney, they're referencing Tarzan where he's like, here's how you say Jane will stay in Gorilla. And she says it and he's like, this is what it means. And she's like, oh no, I'm not staying. <laughs> yeah. And you just end with two worlds, one family. Yeah, basically. <laughs> It was fine. It was it was it was a fine ending. You yeah, know, it's like cute. it it you know, it was. It was I've got one line as well. Man versus machine fight, and I like that bit from the <laughs> when they the, get married. When they get married, I thought it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is is it was a great musical. Yep. What is your best song? My best song is the way I do. It's so good. That's actually my skip song. <laughs> no. See, I said that However, earlier. I knew that that was going to be your skip song, and I'm definitely going to force you. To I, put right, I like it. I do like it. I think, really, in hindsight, as much as I enjoy life, mm-hmm. that's also a skip song because mm-hmm. it's just like you don't actually need it for the storytelling. Yeah. My skip song is Beauty Reprise, the finale version, because oh, I yeah. like the whole song. Yeah, the, the finale version, again, is just it's okay. Mm my best song is kick it up a notch though like nice yeah i'm not surprised by that i, I liked it wait it was, which one the the first one yeah which role would you want to play in this one so because you've actually got some options mega girl right yeah <laughs> because that's the best role and it would be fun but i kind of love the ditzy airhead role yeah and while like some of her lines and some of the jokes that they have with her, I'm like, this is so early 2000s. Like it's even old for when they're making these jokes. Yeah. And maybe it's just because, I don't know, they're college early students. Star kid. You know? Yeah. But her stuff were at the beginning where she's like, I will now remove my helmet. Yeah. There are some nice moments, <laughs> like, but I don't think so I don't think the nice moments are enough. Not enough, are enough for it to be the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, Mega Girl. Who would you want to play? Up or Junior? I think yeah. I I could have. I'd like to be like Junior for the whole evil thing. Mm. Um, but I did like Up. Up's great, especially like the vulnerability of Up. I'd yeah. really want to amplify that. Who's your MVP? Or should Ooh. we say MVB? Because <laughs> mine is Bug. I think yeah, Jerry Richter does a phenomenal job with the puppet. I said to you whilst we were watching this mm. that it's the first time I've seen Jerry Richter in a leading man role. And mm. he does a phenomenal job here. Yeah. You know, there's some people that you look at and you think you're always, and not as a bad thing, but you're always going to be that kind of sidekick character. He yeah, he's can... very stereotyped into that. Yeah, and you look at the the great stuff he does with... I think Trail to Oregon definitely set kind of what Joey Richter's role is going forward. Like you look at the guy who didn't like musicals, he's very much that smaller side character mm. in the same way he was with Trail to Oregon. Yeah. But I think he does a phenomenal well, job here. he's just everyone in Trail to yeah. Oregon, isn't he? But he does yeah. a really, really good job. 
here is Bug. Mm. And you really root for Bug. And Bug is likeable because Joe Richter plays it as a leading role. Yeah. My MVP is Meredith Stepien because I love them. And them as Mega Girl just has some of the best lines and my funniest moments. Yeah, Mega Girl was great and they did a phenomenal job. Yeah. In the same way, I really liked Joe Walker. I really liked Lauren Lopez. I think... Mm-hmm. I think Pinsa does a great job. Um, both Pinsa and Tootsie Mega Girl. Mm-hmm. Jim Povolo does a great job as well as Sweetheart and then as Overqueen. Yeah. And I think they did a great job. But mm-hmm. I think Joe Richter just, just steals it. Cinched it for you. Yeah. Cool. So over on Instagram, 71% of you said yes, they are fans of starship with 29 percent of you saying no and we heard from teresa.k94 who said i love the story and it has some of my absolute favorite songs i just wish there were more songs in it i think that's because darren chris just got the job on glee around that time mm-hmm. also this show was the first star kid show i showed my boyfriend and he loved it too which made me so happy so it has that special place in my heart as well thanks k90x <laughs> um I can understand that one, you know, mm-hmm. like this is the first one you've showed someone and they have that love of Sarkid because of this. That is going to hold a special place in your heart. And I agree completely with Teresa. Mm. Not enough songs in this one for me. Yeah. To Twitter, where 18% said no, not fans, that I was a poor, unfortunate soul. Mm. Joint 41% for both Yes, Off to Bug World and It's Okay. I can 100% see that. Yeah. Because it is okay. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's up there with other Star Kids. Mm-hmm. I gave it three and a half because I really like it and there's some great moments. But there are also moments where I feel they'd have been better off having a song instead of a lot of chatter. Yeah. And it didn't always play to the strengths, mm-hmm. but it was fun. Wouldn't be up there as a star kid. I have a desire to rewatch. Yeah. But I would rewatch it happily. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to just say three because it is better than that. Mm-hmm. But it's not a four star. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. And I think there's a lot of very clever things about this one. But it's just not one that I really loved. Which I think. You, you, you is what I said at the beginning, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> basically, yeah, you do. You're getting a good barometer for my musical tastes. I can do it with Star Kid ones and with like older ones, I think. But some of the newer musicals, I'm like, I have no concept of whether you're gonna like this or not. Like Phantom, I know that was one of our first episodes, but that was one that I was like, I have no idea whether you're gonna like this. Yeah, there are some that I think are far more obvious. Mm-hmm. And some that it could go either way. Yeah. However, next week, it's going to be a brand new musical for both of us. Because we're watching a brand new film that's just come out. Yes. I have actually seen the musical. Yes, but you've not film. seen this version. Yeah. Which is always interesting. Mm. What are we watching? <laughs> we're watching Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Everybody's Talking About Jamie. So it's about time we got involved in the conversation. Yes, indeed. And I know you have thoughts already. I already have thoughts. I have so many thoughts. But we will be talking about them next week. 
Yes. And if you want to be one of those bodies that's talking about Jamie, mm-hmm. you can get involved in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram at It's a Musical Pod. Let us know your thoughts. If you are somebody who has not watched Starship, have we convinced you to watch Starship or is this a Star Kid? that you're going to keep your distance from for now. Mm. And let us know your thoughts on everybody's talking about Jamie. Have you seen it? Did you like it? Or are you aware of some faults that you'd like to tell us about? You can check us out and subscribe on a multitude of great podcasting platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We are on the Amazon Music app. We are on Stitcher and we are on Podbean. Mm. Make sure you're subscribed so that when new episodes go live, like our debut episode of It's a Musical Wedding, you are notified. And if you like what we do, why not head over to podchaser.com or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and say what you like at It's a Musical Podcast. Yeah. But until next week, where we will talk all things Jamie. Yes, indeed. See you next week. Same bat place, same bat channel. Have a magical musical Monday.